Welcome to the Coach's Preview Show, Battle of 840 edition. I'm Darren Joins, your Athletic Director for Williamson County Schools. Alongside me, I've got Chris Hughes, Fairview High School, Charles Rathbone, Page High School. Gentlemen, appreciate you guys being here. Thank you for having us. Let, let me ask you guys this, just to start. Obviously, this is a big game. It's week one, but I know as, as a coach, isn't it nice just to be playing someone that's not each other in terms of like – well, Practicing it, against each other, having a scrimmage. It's nice to have a real game. I think our kids would say yes. Yeah, but I, I like the fact you can't lose when you play each other. <laughs> we, we did. We had a scrimmage and we played each other and one team lost. So, yeah, yeah. But, but we one too. It's fun. You know, it's a fun atmosphere, fun environment. It'll be fun to get kicked off, get going. I think his kids and my kids are itching to hit somebody besides each other. You know, the thing I thought was interesting at Media Day, you're, you're first of all, both of your groups of players were very impressive handling the media. But I thought it was pretty neat how they not, neither group downplayed playing each other. You know, sometimes they do uh, coach talk and player talk, but your guys both were like, we're fired up about this game. And sometimes that doesn't always happen. I appreciated the honesty. Yeah, it's something we probably need to work on next year to <laughs> make sure it's our not guys, so obvious. Our guys don't have a filter, <laughs> and that probably goes from the coaches down. It's just it is what it is. It's black and white. So they tell it like it is, and our kids, they want to get after each other. So um, they didn't make any bones about that there or anything. And uh, it's a good good rivalry, but hopefully after the game, we'll wish Paige luck the rest of the year, and they will us. So, So talk about this. You know, I know in basketball, that's my background, 30-game season, if, you know, if you're playing pretty decent, you get 30 games. For you guys, and I used to talk to Anthony Crabtree about this all the time when I was out at Beach. He said, you know, the thing that's, that's tough in football, there's so much work that we have to do, lifting weights, off-season training, like everybody else, but we're only guaranteed 10. So every game's almost like an event, whereas in basketball, not that they're not important, but, you know, you may have two or three games where – Maybe you're not quite as motivated as a team. A little different in football, right? I think so. I think it. You know, you want to win every game you play, but you're, uh, you know, that overall record does come into play too. So you need to do as well as you can, so you get the best seating for the playoffs. And I also think you're kicking off the school year, and everything's new, and the kids are just back, and they're looking for something to do together, and and an atmosphere to hang out and really get excited. And I think uh, football benefits from that kind of, you know, timing within the season, within the school year. So. You know, I think I think all the schools around everywhere, around the state right now, everybody's having the same excitement. Everybody's zero and zero with a chance to start one and zero. You know, I had a principal tell me one time that you always know how the school year is going to go based on how football season goes. That's probably my principal. <laughs> he tells me that all the time. He said it's the pulse. He said if we're good at football, it's going to be a good year of school, and if you're bad, it's going to be a bad year. And I said so. That's some pressure right there. I'm, I'm responsible for the whole school. <laughs> Why do you think that is, by the way? Um, I just think that the school pride and school spirit, people wanting to come to school, I know it's even hard for me. You know, after a loss, Mondays are kind of gloomy. Right. Uh, and I think that's the whole student body, not just the football players. And, uh, and then Mondays after a win is real hyped up and everybody's excited getting ready for the next game. That's the thing. You're just going week to week, so it's a roller coaster ride. Unless you go ten and zero, it's always going to be some up and down. So, coach, you agree with that? I, I do. And you got most schools. You have basketball share athletes with football players, and mm -hmm. with football. So, big mo rolls over. You know, momentum rolls over into season, into season, into season. So, if you can get started well with football, you don't have that. You don't have those basketball players already looking towards basketball. You know, they already they're excited about football, and then they carry that energy into basketball, which is kind of what you want. A lot of dual sport athletes on your teams? Lots. Probably more than other schools, especially at mine. Which is great. Yeah. Absolutely great. And obviously you guys both believe that. All right, a little background here. 
Coach Rathbone, four and three in this game, right? Coach Hughes, you're in year 13, five and seven in this game. Now, the trend going into last year's game was kind of an every other. 2014, Fairview with the close win, 17-13. 2015, Page comes back with the win, 16, Fairview again. 17, Page again. Last year was supposed to be Fairview, Coach Hughes. I know. But they started with that turf. Was there extra excitement in that game because of the, the new turf, you think? For both of us. I, I still think we played just as hard as we would have. They. Uh, they got us, and uh, you know they wanted to win that first game on the turf just like we did. So it was uh, big for them. But yeah, they broke the streak. You know, being at home two years in a row. I think it was it was it two years in a row y'all were home, 2017 and 2018. That may be the difference in the Fairview Page Fairview. It's it's tough to win at Page, and it's tough to win at Fairview. So that goes back to back. But that was a a big win for them last year. And you know we got out on the turf the first time the day before the game. You yeah. Know, they came out and opened up the turf, so we got to do our walkthrough on the turf. And you could tell the kids were excited. You know they were filling it out like it makes a difference. Everybody felt faster, even though it's probably not true. They felt faster. You know, and they and look you, faster. You yeah. told them it was to make yeah. them faster, right? Yeah, I'll tell them they're running the four three, whether it's a four nine or not. So I mean, but you know, I mean, it, it was just a good atmosphere. But anytime, you know, I think Coach Hughes and myself, we both do a good job of keeping it in perspective. And uh, our kids, we really don't have to do much no. this week. You know, we just, hey, we got Fairview. Let's go. And, you know, it seems to work out. The streak, it is. You know, every every school has cycles and all the other stuff. I just hope it stays the way it is because this year technically is our turn to win. So, if you look at it. That is true. Because they should have won last year. On him. How do you figure it's your turn to win? That page, day? Fairview, Page, Fairview. They, they broke the streak, but they're going back to it. Yeah, he blew it last year. So I it should yeah. be my turn so He year. should win if he does his job right. That's a... Talk about the importance, and you guys have already alluded to this a little bit. You know, I know coaches handle things differently. As, oh, it's another game. This is just another game. And it is just in terms of it counting as a win and a loss, right? How do you approach that with your players? Because it's obviously not just another game for your guys. So do you stay away from that, don't mention it, play into it? I think he just said it. We don't have to say anything. Um, with social media like it is, uh, there's tons of talking going on all the time. In fact, we try to disperse that a little bit, especially with our players talking to each other's players. Um, but inevitably, it happens. And uh, it was just, you know, we're, we're not that far apart, so some of the kids know each other too. So there's that. But um, we don't have to talk to our kids about how important it is or getting up or anything. I think, <laughs> I know his kid, when we play 707 always in the summer, that is already there. Like, I guess it was 1st of July and they were going at it like it was by late 40. Yeah. Don't you feel like that was yeah, happening? Yeah, the Tennessee Titans. Yes. 707. Every year. <clears throat> and uh, so we start off that way. These kids, when they play against each other, they get up. And uh, they handled us pretty good in that too. So, uh I hope that's not a sign of what's about to happen tonight. Coach, same approach? Yeah, well, I think with the two schools, we're both uh, viewed or seen as kind of the stepchild of the county, the smaller schools, the old country schools, and whether that's true or not, which it's not anymore. But, you know, we, we kind of, both schools take pride in that. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to we take pride in everything we do. And, and I think both of us really preach competing. You know, I hate to lose. I, I, I want my kids to lose. I don't care if we're playing the middle school. We're going, we're going to play to win. And I think those kids buy into that aspect, and, and it's even more so, you know, when you, you get to play a, a similar school like Fairview. Now, Coach, you're talking about feeling like you're the two small schools. I was going back and watching some of these shows, by the way, doing my research. Mm -hmm. 
And I noticed Coach Hughes really likes to do that, doesn't he? Oh, he's best athlete. Well, we are county. the smallest school in the county. Do you dispute no, that I we're do the not smallest school in the county? No, 730 but. kids playing against, what do y'all have, 3,000? Yeah. 1148? <laughs> 1100 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, somewhere around. 1100. You know, think, if I go to war with 700, you go to 1100, you should win, right? Is that not true? Hey, Coach, what do you think? Should, should, should you? Last time you I should. Checked, you only play 11 at a time. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> is true. That is, which, by the way, I use that too. <laughs> I was getting ready to say, any advantage Coach Hughes can get, he's going he's gonna to take. And that's a good comeback. And that's why he's a good coach. I mean, that's, that was that's a our good job, comeback. really, to motivate him. You know, so yep. Preacho's, uh, you know, for example, our district, every year I talk to our kids, we're going to be playing Summit, who's got, what, 1,500, 1,600 kids? There you go. You know, Shelbyville. And it is motivation for those for these kids. Hey, let's go out and prove that we belong with these guys. So I mean, I, I don't blame him. I'd use that as well. But ultimately, it comes down to those eleven on the field. I got a feeling Coach is talking differently in that locker room, though. Well, I just I think with our kids, they know we're the smaller school, but they know we have good quality and they want to prove it. So right. my talk to them is. Like he said, he stole my, my thunder, but I say, hey, the good thing is they can only put 11 out at the time just like we can. Right. Uh, we played Dixon in middle school back in the day, and they came with 118 players, and we had 30. And my kids got big-eyed, and I said, hey, I just talked to the coach. He told me they're only going to put 11 out there. And uh, we beat them. And, uh, and I said, see, I said, you don't judge because how many doesn't matter. It's the quality. And we have the same type of kids. We really do. He's got a – you know, a few more, some better better depth, in my opinion. But the the top, you know, five or six players on both teams are going to be real. Uh, well, that leads me to my, that leads me to my, my next question, though. In, in fairness to you guys, aren't your ones playing more downs than his ones? Oh, for sure, and more both sides. You know, that's the thing. And I was noticing who, he, and I don't know what he's doing tonight. But I know it's in scrimmages like some kids aren't playing defense and just playing offense and then other kids are doing. But your best players, you've got to put out there to try to win. With us, we need our best players on both sides of the ball. It is great to keep them fresh. So if the game's real close going into the fourth quarter, that's going to be a huge advantage for, for Paige. You know, we've had this situation a few times here in the last couple of weeks watching the heat index. For you guys that don't know this, then – uh, there's there's certain degrees and certain heat indexes that we have to m actually move inside. Will that be a factor tonight too? You think? Not, I don't think so. You know, as long as the rain holds off, uh, should be, you know, mid 80s. We kick off. It shouldn't be a factor at all. Coach, is that a challenge? That heat index deal with your practices leading up to the game? It, it is because it interrupts the flow of practice. But we're still out there right after school in the heat index. Yesterday it was a, or Wednesday it was 101. Mm -hmm. uh, heat index. So we were out there. You just got to take that 10-minute break, take the pads off every right. 30 minutes. and So the flow is interrupted. But I, I really do believe that the safety is you got to get the kids out in it and, you know, not kill them. You got to take care of the kids and water them down and teach them how to hydrate. But they need to feel that heat to be able to play in, in a game like tonight because it's going to be hot and it's going to be humid and it's going to be that way for the next three or four weeks. We've adjusted a lot, and our kids have stayed focused. That's what we're impressed by when we have to go in the gym or we have to come inside, that they're still our focus. Usually the gym for us is like a nightmare. Uh, sticking 81 kids in a gym to practice football is a nightmare, and uh, our kids did well with it when we had to do that. But the heat is, you know, we've been getting those daily emails. 
Who's sending those out? <laughs> Thank this guy over here. Brockville hasn't sent me any. So it has to be you. <laughs> I haven't gotten any emails at all. Oh, you haven't? He's, oh, he's hitting the least what he's doing. Oh, he's been practicing in that heat. He's just playing that off about the breaks. That's what. So you talk about going in the gym. Do you think that's time of year, though, in this game and this being week one? Is that maybe why that focus is maybe a little bit sharper? You know, and I talked to my guys about that. Here's the positives is their legs are going to be fresher. We're going to, it's a lot more mental work. Uh, the negatives are you're not out there practicing what we're going to be doing. I mean, you're going to be in full pads and strapping it up, and it's going to be a physical game, and you're not getting ready for that. But you can't do that closer to the game. They need 48 hours to recover so that they're at their full capacity to play. Coach, thoughts about that in terms of you think it's because it's early in the year that maybe the focus is just a little bit better regardless of where you're practicing? Well, I, I think it uh, comes back to the Battle of 840 and yeah. it's Fairview Page. I you do know, so. If you're a cupcake, if we're playing a cupcake this week, then our guys are, are not going to be as focused. You know, and that's why, I, personally, I tried to uh, up our challenge a little bit this year with some of the teams we scheduled. You know, I want our kids to have to have that focus every single week. Uh, you asked earlier about White County before the show. You know, I mean, it's probably good for us that we're not playing them. You know, it, it was a victory, let's be honest. It, it was a victory. But getting our kids focused and, and them getting better in that victory, it, it was very challenging. What do you guys think about having this game in week one as opposed to middle of the season, end of the season? you like it early? Obviously, you guys worked on scheduling the game, but do you like it week one? I like it early. I know Chris does. I like I it early on. I like it early only because – I don't want to see kids, you know, if we play at week five, well, the team we're playing in week four is our kids going to be looking past that week four team to week five. So I like going ahead and playing it and getting it out of the way. And I hadn't considered that factor, but I know as far as me, I figure things out by about week four, week five. So the, the early part of our schedule, we may have some kids out of place or we may have some, some people that we need to tweak on what we're doing. And I think by week four, week five, we're rolling. Uh, this is our litmus test. You know, I always, I always tell them, I said, the first game, you're just finding out what you have, how you're going to do through four quarters and that stuff. So um, uh, I'd rather play it later, but at the same time, it's not a bigger hyped week one game than a battle eight forty usually. So, you know, pretty unique. I mean, not I'd say it's totally unique, but you're talking three A, five A, but your your kids are so into it. You're talking mm -hmm. about if you play in week five, then week four, they might be a little off, could be off in week six if the game doesn't go well. That's pretty unique, really, to this game, I think. It is, it is. And then I think they're a top ten team in 5A, and I feel like we're a top ten team in 3A. So it's good to play against good competition, too. And like he said, you know, I'm glad he doesn't consider us a cupcake, and uh, we don't <laughs> want to do that. You want to play teams that get you better for the playoffs. Absolutely. Iron sharpens iron, and I think we're both bringing iron to the game. And I think that's unique to Williamson County to have so many schools that any time you play another county school, you want to show up and play well. You know, so, I mean, I, I think that's cool to have it in this county. You know, some of these one-county teams, they got cool atmospheres, but really, do they get up to play – uh, you know, a school. A neighboring county. Yeah, 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 I mean. Do you guys try to, because we'll talk about your schedule here in just a little bit. Both of you had Ravenwood on the schedule last year. What about scheduling other Williamson County schools that aren't in your league? What's your, what's your thought process there? Obviously, a lot has to work out for you to be able to do that. Do you I, try to do that? I try to do one or two. You know, I, Fairview is set, so I try to do one or two uh, every year. And I try to switch it up every two years just so our kids see somebody different. We played Ravenwood. We always played Summit, Corsair District. We played Independence a couple years ago. So uh, Centennial. And, and to be honest, I mean, I really like playing coaches that I know. 
you know, because I, you know, I, I believe in the character aspect of it. And some schools, I just don't know the coaches, you know, as well as I do Coach Hughes and Coach Kreisky and Coleman and, and those guys. So to me, that matters because how they, if they get up on you and they could beat your head in, I know he wouldn't do that if he ever had the opportunity. So and, and he knows I wouldn't do that. And to me that's important because you still got to take care of your kids in your schedule. Absolutely. Coach? I, I feel the same. And the, the problem with us is, is I'm, it, it's always a scheduling thing with us. You know, when you're looking for those open games and you want to look, you want to at least have good competition. So I would like to have one more county team. And we did with Ravenwood. Um, and then we were trying to fill that this year. It didn't work out because of when the date was. But I hope in the next scheduling cycle we get at least one more Williamson County team. You talked about maybe Franklin, right? I would love to. And Donnie, Donnie's been open to it. And this week we could have played Franklin week two. Uh, but playing Paige and Franklin back-to-back -back wasn't how I wanted to start the year. Uh, that was a lot. On, and I, we tried to get week seven with Franklin, and they couldn't do it. So we both had time, and we talked. And uh, maybe after the next we could do Franklin or Nolensville or Summit. I mean, we used to play Summit. We've played Summit, Nolensville, Ravenwood, and Franklin. I mean, not Franklin. Summit, Nolensville, Raven, uh, Ravenwood, and Page. So I'd like to get even to the point, you know, if we ever get to where we can with Brentwood and, and, and some of the other teams too. So. And the crowds would be great. Yeah. Yes. And that's the one thing you know in this, in this county. No matter who, if you're playing each other, those crowds are really going to be big. I'm excited about the gate tonight. That'll be good for our school. Yes, you should so be. Everybody from Pace should come to the game. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Get I got a feeling they will. <laughs> yeah, I think they will too. 50-50 split. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, let's talk about your seasons last year. Coach Rathbone, 10-2, and 6-0 and in the region. First region title in 19 years, right? Wow. Yes. Oh. First round, 45-14 win over Hillwood. Second round, 21-14 uh, loss against Beach, and it was looking like you were going to line up against Summit, right? Did, uh, did, did Beach won at Summit, correct? Summit, yeah, Beach beat Summit at Beach. Oh, was that Beach? Yeah, okay. Summit actually had them beat. They had the ball inside the 10-yard line and, and fumbles, so they had them beaten. But Beach, you know, they know how to win those close games, and, and that's what we got to get to. You know, we got to finish a little bit better, especially when we get to those elite teams in 5A like Beach and Henry County and those guys. So, and, and again, that goes back to our scheduling, why we schedule some of these, these tougher games throughout the year to kind of get that mentality. You know, next week we're playing Siegel. You know, and I was hoping, you know, I blame that on uh, Dr. Qualls, by the way, because he won this whole Rutherford-Williamson County thing. And then he got dropped, yeah, right? Yeah, then, then all of a sudden it didn't happen. But Let's anyway. talk about him since he's not here, I say. There you go. But, you know, he likes this game at the start of the season. <laughs> exactly. yes, he, he, got, he loves it. So, he, yeah. he loves it. But, you know, I mean, we, it was a great year last year, and, and I'm learning that the problem is moving past last year. Everybody yeah. you talk to wants to talk about last year. Well, it's, it's, it's 19, 2019. So, um, you know, I don't want to talk about last year anymore. I want to talk about this year and, and move on. So another reason why we're excited to play tonight. So kind of the next step for you guys. Yeah. We, we, gotta, we want to get past that second round. We've been second round, what, three or four years in a row now. And let's just take a look and just say that ha this happens. So let's say you win your region this year. Let's just say that that happens. Mm -hmm. You think it'll be viewed and handled a little differently, not only from the players but the community, and well, that's what you hope at least, right? Yeah, and Dr. Pantos talked to all of us coaches, and and he's talked to the kids, and he said never take region championships for granted. You know, Absolutely. he's very good at that. So anytime you win a region championship, no matter how down or up the region is, it's special, and the kids have done a special job. We will approach playoffs a little bit different. You know, we, you know, we will. I don't know. We may go a little bit more hitting a little bit during those weeks instead of pulling off. You know, we'll, we got to get there first, and then we'll worry about that. Any kind of bitter taste? I mean, a great year. 
but you lose second round to Beach at home, right? And yeah, I, I'm not not bitter at all. We were going into it. Everybody predicted us finish fourth, maybe even out of the playoffs and that kind of thing. And and those kids did a great job of uniting, coming together, playing as a team, and and uh, getting to the second round and winning it, bringing a district championship to Page, which hasn't been done since what uh, 1990, 1999, 2000, something like that. Yeah. 22 seniors, 13 starters back? That's yeah. got to bode well for you. We got 24 seniors. 24 seniors. 24 seniors. He added two more. Wow, yeah. he did. Mm -hmm. uh, we picked up Wonder two basketball players. We picked up two <laughs> basketball players. Uh, from what school? <laughs> whatever school wants to go from. You know, it, it's weird. This team, every team has a little different edge about them. And we all want that edge. And you don't want that edge to be about them. You want it to be about the team and what they're going to carry to the football field. So we're, we're fighting that battle, you know, trying to get everybody going towards the same page and uniting the team. And, and uh, another reason why this game's special, you know, nothing unites the team better than a common opponent. And, you know, they want to beat us and we want to beat them. So that's going to help us. All right, Fairview 2018, 10-3, undefeated in region play. Uh, three-peat, right? Region champion. Looking for four this year. First round, 35-6 win over White's Creek. Second round, 33-22 uh, over East Nashville. And then lost a tough game, quarterfinals to Stratford, 26-14. Uh, What's the outlook this year, Coach? And we think about that four-peat again? Can, I, can uh, I put you on record as saying We expect to win goal. a region every year. So we're not, even when we weren't winning it every year, we were alternating. I mean, that, but our goal is to win. A step process, you have to win a region to have the best chance at the state. So Absolutely. they know to win the state championship, that region has to come. And then... Uh, because of the playing at home? What, the home field advantage and the quality of your opponent. Right. You know, I want to play the four, not the three. Absolutely. I play, you know, and if you get to the three or four, you're going to be traveling. Um, we've got two really good, uh, two or three teams in our region that are going to give us all we want this year and trying to take that from us. Uh, for a while, Camden was a region champion. We've had, and we've, we've had several close battles that we barely pulled those out. So it is a, uh, like he said, you don't take it for granted, but it's an expectation for us. Like we, there's, we're not going to settle for less than that. So they're going to know that that's very important as far as getting to where we want to go. Talk about that mindset you guys have, because you have won multiple region titles. If you were to rewind 13 years ago, and then well, that first region title you won, I was love, it the same kind of oh, thing? Oh, no. You know, you were asking me if it was bittersweet. That, there was nothing but sweet when you're predicted not to win. Absolutely. And you do. Mm -hmm. That's a sweet year. I don't care where you finish. Uh, my <clears> first <throat> year there, they picked us to win two games. Uh, we went uh, six and four, and it's probably the most praise I ever got. Uh, and now that would be a really bad year. Right. Uh, so, but six and four, and we went to the playoffs the first year, and I was like, wow, look at, you know, and all of that. So, and winning a region, we were picked that year not to win at all in our region, and we won three games in our region. So, um, I think that it's so much easier when you're not expected to win to be able to coach the kids up and get there. When you have that target on your back, I'll promise you, Camden, Sycamore, Harbor, they're all gunning for us. And that makes those kids play hard. And they're going to give you everything they got. And if you don't get up, like my kids are going to get up big time for this game. I need that same intensity when we play our regional. A little sports. harder to do, right? It, it is because we've been there. And they think because of past experiences, these freshmen have never, the, the guys that I have that are juniors have never lost the region. So they don't know what that feels like. And I don't want them to have to go through that. But at the same time, 
they don't need to get comfortable. Like, you know, playing against Paige is great, but we have to win the region games. If Paige beats us, it doesn't stop us from going where we do. It just stings for a little bit. Coach Rathbone, talk about this because you've, you've been through it, obviously. You're, let's face it, you're a little bit of the hunted this year. Maybe you were the hunter in years past, but now, I mean, a lot of people are penciling you guys in as the region champs. How, how, do, how do you handle that? Well, you, you handle it by going to work, you know, yeah. teaching, uh, teaching the right things and making their commitment and they're doing the right things. And, and that's how we've handled it. You know, to me, I would rather, I agree, it's nice to be the hunter and going after the region championship, but there's a little bit of extra pride when you're, you're the hunted and everybody, everybody notices your program and who you are and they want to get a little piece of you. You know, that's, that's a good thing. We want that. We want, we want people to know who Paige is, and we want people to know and teams to respect Paige when we walk out on the field. And you, you earn that by winning. You know, you don't see many 4-4, uh, 4-6 four, four, four teams, 5-5 teams, you know, being, uh, being circled on that schedule, you know, as somebody that you just want to play. So, you know, it's, uh, we just went back to work, and we're, we're being a little bit tougher on them. You know, it's some of the reasons why we're not. We're going to go out in the heat and get our 30 minutes and take our breaks because we want them to understand it's New Year and you've got to go out and earn everything you get. Well, I'd say, no doubt, both teams are teams that are going to be circled on a lot of people's schedules this year. All right, let's talk about tonight's game a little bit. Let's talk about the quarterbacks. little different situation. New guy for you, mm -hmm. obviously Cade Walker. And by the way, uh, we did our show yesterday, and uh, Dr. Qualls, it was his uh, passing of the torch show, he, he said Cade and Garcia are 1A and 1B in the league in terms of quarterbacks. What are your thoughts about Cade and what he's meant to your program? Well, Cade's a phenomenal athlete, and he, he can get in and out of trouble. He's smart. He understands football. And I would put him up against any quarterback we've seen in the last couple of years as far as just arm strength. I can remember last year he had a little bit of a win, but he's standing on the 50-yard line, and he throws it through the goalpost. You know, that, that's a good 65, 70-yard throw. So he's got a cannon arm. And, but his legs are what makes him special. You know, he's not a statue. We're going to be able to roll him out, get him on the edge, which makes it easier on the offensive line, those type things. And you've got you to gotta account for him. So he, he works hard, and, and hopefully he'll come through for it. And I loved his demeanor on media day, just like your guy. First-year starter, Anakin King, right? Mm -hmm. And I heard you say this, Coach, uh, media day, that you like to have a guy start maybe a sophomore year, mm -hmm. sort of grooming, little different situation with Anakin this year. First time I've been in that situation, but Anakin's been playing for me for four years, so he's very familiar with the system and what we're doing. He had really good success in, in the uh, JV game. He gives us some different things than quarterbacks I've had in the past. He's a big guy, uh, pocket passer. He can do a lot of things in the uh, run game. He's not slow by any means. He's not a 4-4 not a guy. But uh, he's really smart. He knows what we're doing, and he's going to be, you know, tonight's a big test for him. It'll be good to see how he plays. It helps having Nardozzi back there, right? Well, you can always lean on that if things aren't <laughs> going well. Uh, I think it helps him because you have to respect that running part, so it should open up some things for him passing, we hope. Um, maybe a page will just get out of position. It'll help us more. So, Coach, you put a little extra pressure on a guy. It's first, first start under the big light, so to speak. I mean, are you going to change what you do? Uh, pressuring the quarterback for Fairview? Well, I mean, we got certain guys that we want to focus on on their team, obviously. And, you know, their quarterback is a big physical kid. You know, Coach Hughes didn't mention that. He runs the ball and runs it hard, and he'll run over you. So, uh, but to me, with Fairview, it starts with Nardozzi. He is that 4-4, you know. <laughs> he could fly, and he's a great player. So, you know, we're going we're gonna to hopefully have some eyes on him at all times and the quarterback and, 
and uh, just keep people in the right places and not get out of position. <laughs> like talk about. We can do that. Hopefully yeah. we'll be okay. Now, listen, don't hold this against me, but let's talk about kickers. I know sometimes football coaches maybe don't like to talk about kickers maybe quite as much. They like to talk about the smash-mouth part of football, but you both have pretty special kickers, right? Well, we've seen theirs kick off. We know we're not going to be returning any kicks. <laughs> well, you uh, can. He'll miss it every now and then. <laughs> so, it won't be on purpose. Well, Chase, our kicker, Tim Moore, he's, uh, he's probably the hardest worker we got in the weight room. Put on 20 pounds this offseason. Uh, he was an all-state selection last year. Goes to all these uh, Coles kicking camps. Has won a couple of them. So, yeah, we're very proud of him, and, and hopefully he'll be out there at full strength and, and ready to go. And Skyler? Same. He does the same thing. They know each other. So mm -hmm. they're at the kicking the camps together. Um, they go at it competition all the time at those, so now it'll be the first time they go against each other in the, this kind of setting. So How does that good. go in the competitions? They'll wear the kicking nets out on the sidelines. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can tell you this, uh, Skylar thinks he's better and uh, Chase thinks he's better, so, and that's probably how it should be. Uh, they're both very confident and they both have really strong legs. So um, I think, you know, if this game comes down to a field goal, both of us are in good shape. Absolutely. And it did three years ago. Yes, it did. Coaches, good luck tonight. Appreciate you being here. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for the Coaches Preview Show. We'll see you next week.